I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. A very special hour on General Conference Weekend, where nothing else works, on KSL News Radio. I'm Amanda Dixon, your host of When Nothing Else Works. When a child is overly aggressive or out of control, some parents may not know what to do. But a research-based therapy offered at several places in Utah is helping many families survive and thrive. KSL News Radio's Mary Richards joins me now. What age group and what kind of situation is this best for, Mary? Yeah, this is an interesting one to cover this hour because this is mainly before uh, for children seven years and younger. Oh. They were telling me the sweet spot is four, five, and six. And and it's an interesting kind of thing to reach out to get help for this because a lot of pediatricians or fellow parents will tell you, oh, that's just normal. That's a terrible three. He's just acting out. Exactly. They'll grow out of that. But when they're not growing out of it and your family is at your wit's end, this is an incredible uh, therapy and research-based way to break through, to get past those times. So the best situations are... When um, there's ADHD or anxiety or or just overly aggressive behavior and um, because at that age we there's really no diagnosed depression per se, but but there there's even trauma. There are different things that have happened to a child that cause them to act out in different ways and until they can kind of get down to it and say, oh, it's this then this kind of uh, PCIT or parent-child interaction therapy is what really helps get through. How do you know that you're not just as, as you know, my kid's just being, um, he's just being a kid to the point of, I can't take it anymore and I need help of this nature. Yeah, that's uh, what, when I talked to a mom, she said it was, it was her own gut feeling where she said, all these other parents are giving us advice. Oh, you don't do time out enough or you're not disciplining enough. Or, or you don't use not... consequences. Exactly. It's finding out the right way to do that and the right way to communicate. So she followed her gut. She called a psychologist or psychiatrist and did kind of a screening with them through the behavioral health clinic downtown through university healthcare. And they said, you know what? Let's let's try this. And a social worker actually kind of did some initial screening with her and said, let's let's try this therapy with you. And so I went up also besides the behavioral health clinic, I went up to the primary children's hospital. And there I met with Dr. Brooks Keishan. He is with the University of Utah School of Medicine and primary children's hospital. And he explains what this is all about. So we teach parents how to effectively use labeled praises. So describing and, and praising the child, not saying just a good job, but good job coloring in the lines, connecting an action that the child's doing with the uh, the added praise with that. Uh, we also teach parents to do the broadcaster uh, behavioral descriptions. You're coloring in the lines. You're playing with the plane. You're sitting there so nicely. Uh, actually, I turned a behavioral description into a labeled praise just there. And we also teach reflections. So when we're normally talking with another adult, oftentimes you know that the adult is listening to you when they repeat back some of what you just said. That's also a great cue for children to understand that the parent heard them. It's also a good opportunity for correction if the child said something and the parent misunderstood it. So when children and parents are doing that therapy, the parents are learning how to use those skills and to follow the child's lead 
in play. It almost makes me feel like the therapy is for the parent. It is. That's it's, it's exactly true. It's why they call it parent-child interaction therapy. And here's the cool part of it. You're not just kind of given, told what to do. Like, okay, you should try this. You're actually coached live in the moment. So Dr. Keishan showed me this therapy room with toys and, you know, a table to color. So the one, ideally, if both parents can go, or if there's only one, that's fine too. So they go in and play with a child. And then the therapist does on the other side of this kind of one-way glass mirror you know so it's mirrored on the one side but it's glass for the therapist to see through they have a microphone and they're talking into your earpiece as the parent they are coaching you right then in the moment you know what to do how to play with your child because a child's whole life and their whole work and their whole being is play yeah and so if you know how to communicate and work with them as they play it's going to be incredible for your relationship and some bits and pieces of that I think are so helpful for any parent. I will say I tried it with my own five-year-old and it was incredible. Things like, you know, James is playing with the red car and that built his self-esteem because in the moment, you know, usually you might be like asking questions or saying, oh, let's play over here or this or that. And they're thinking, oh, uh, my parent doesn't trust me. Or Do you know what this reminds me of, Mary? It reminds me of when I took my, my firstborn out of the hospital. I remember saying, and I bet every parent says some version of this, they're just going to let me take him out yes. of here. Yes. And they're not going to give me an instruction book. Yes. I mean, there's an instruction book with the car. Why don't they? Why don't they no make manual. me learn something? Yeah. And this sounds like a way of teaching important lessons about kids of that age. Oh, exactly. And it's just been amazing. I mean, that reflective listening is so powerful for a child to realize I'm being heard. My mom or dad understands me instead of brushing me aside. Mm-hmm. So the therapist or the counselor is right there in your ear as the child's playing you know, and says something or this or that, they tell the parent, okay, now you react this way, or now you say this. And it's just incredible. It does take some time, but um, but they, they tell me it's just amazing. So, and we should point out, and I want to play this part from Dr. Keishan, where he's saying this isn't like, you know, you need to go to this next level of therapy or this higher plane. It's just a different kind of way to connect with children. I don't think of it as much as teaching parenting. It's not a parenting class. Um, I actually think of it about as giving parents the same type of skills that a really good play therapist would have. There, there is a, a special technique that play therapists use to help engage with the child. And, you know, most kids don't need that. But some children who consistently struggle um, would benefit from some additional uh, skills that the parents can have. And so it's not saying that the parenting is causing the problem or the parents aren't good enough because if they were, then the kid wouldn't have the problems. It's recognizing what are the needs of this child and ensuring that everyone who loves and supports this child is able to give that child what he or she needs. I love that because I feel like so many parents feel a guilt or a shame with something's quote unquote wrong with their child. When I interviewed a mom who's gone through PCIT, she said that she just felt at her wits end, like there was something wrong with her because Mm -hmm. her child kept running away or acting out in school. And, and everyone was like, well, you're just a bad parent. And that's not true at all. This is a wonderful way to reconnect that relationship. And so it it's something um, research-based again we want to mention and 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 let's hear a little bit from this mom trish where she had a four-year-old at the time who was i mean like i said just out of control but going through about i think six months of parent-child interaction therapy and then beyond that as they met through more deals it led to a breakthrough for her child oh great 
It was really interesting because we would be playing, like we were doing homework, not quote-unquote homework, with play therapy with him, 15 minutes a night each of us, and then he would start using direct commands on us. So if we asked a question, will you please hand me, you know, the marbles, then he could choose to comply or not. But if we said, please hand me the blue marbles, then he knew that's a legitimate command, I need to comply, and he started complying. And then he would say please hand me that truck. And then we would comply. And it was almost like suddenly he understood the rules of the game. That this whole adult communication infrastructure is in place that he couldn't figure out. And through PCIT, suddenly he understood the talking points. And it was very satisfying for him because not just with us, but with other adults, finally he could get what he needed. It was satisfying for him. Yeah. Because he could get what he needed, not just satisfying for mom and dad because he was behaving. Yes. But you could see the satisfaction on his face. Changed their lives and they, they changed their whole family dynamic. It's he's been incredible at school. He's now in first grade, going into second grade next year. He's just a different child. So they went through the therapy and then they went through better ways of doing rules and consequences and learning just that for their family and disciplining in better, clear, more concise ways. And so this is the hope then. And this is why this fits into this whole um, when nothing else works theme that we're talking about this hour. Because the hope is if we can get them now down the road as they grow up, they're on the right track. Yeah, they're on the right track. And they're not as they can then have the tools they need as they go through adolescence and young adulthood. If they do have anxiety, trauma, ADHD, they're on the right track so that we hopefully won't have a worse outcome. Did, uh, and I know the time is gone, did, did they see it more in kids where they're only kids or kids from a large family? All types. All types. All types, mm. yep. Where did, where did you see this again? At uni? Yeah, so it's at the Behavioral Health Clinic. Uh, that's one place. There are different counseling offices that offer it and also at Primary Children's Hospital. So wonderful, Mary. Thank you for that. In our final installment of When Nothing Else Works, Peter Seymour returns to discuss what he learned about outpatient therapy provided by top flight experts in Utah for teenagers with depression and behavioral issues. That's next on When Nothing Else Works.